0: Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome back to the Nevermind Polly Podcast. I've got Reese on the line. How are you, sir?
1: I am very good. Very good indeed.
0: Good, good, good. We've just recorded the podcast you are about to listen to, but because it is World Mental Health Day, we wanted to do a podcast based around mental health and all things. Uh, So just for a bit of clarity, we cover mental health, we cover um, topics around mental health. So if you are of a nervous disposition or if you are easily triggered and things like that, please don't listen to this podcast. We won't be offended. We'd rather not trigger other people than uh, lose some listeners, yeah. essentially, on this one. But Reese, do tell everyone about the podcast we've previously done because we've got some crackers in our back catalogue.
1: Yeah, if you are someone that doesn't want, wants to listen to something a bit more upbeat, season one, if we're going to call it that,
0: yeah because season has two some, is coming
1: season two, two is coming with some cracking episodes let me tell you that um season one has some great podcasts including personal favorite of mine of the the Rating chocolate bar podcast which is very very different to the podcast that you may or may not listen to now yeah, okay so
0: essentially we took we went on to we went online and we found i think it was on like the daily mail or some website yeah some news article rated the uh the Britain's favourite chocolate bars. So I took the list down and we rated them and ranked them uh, into an order and we found the best chocolate bar. There was laughs, there was discussions, there was very many tears in some places. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And also we've just done the World Cup of Rock, which is five rounds, 126 bands whittled down to the best rock, metal, indie or legendary icon um, of our generation. It was great fun. We definitely recorded that today as well. So, that is out by the time you listen to this. As I say, just a quick warning that this podcast does get heavy. So, if you want to stick around, please do. If you don't and you're easily triggering things, go back and listen to the back catalogue. We won't be offended at all. Hello there, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to Nevermind Polly the Podcast. This is a very special podcast because today is the tenth of October 2020, which is also known as World Health Men which is also known as World Mental Health Day. Um I've got my good friend and co host Reese on the line. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm good, very good. How are you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like an apt question for what we're about to deep dive in and talk about. But, um, yeah, I'm doing really well, man. I'm doing really, really well. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so we wanted to do a uh, special podcast on Wild Mortal Health Day uh, because it's something which we are both big advocates of on the podcast. And we just wanted, because we're two blokes, blokes don't talk. That's the fact that I'm laying down first and foremost, facts but the men don't talk enough uh, so let's just let's just chat how is things how, how have you uh, found yourself in lockdown because i think that's a good starting point because obviously we're all in this unprecedented uh, situation together yeah um obviously just for a slight bit of clarity we are recording this a few days before you're listening to it obviously um, and as things stand at the minute, if you don't already know, we Reese is in Pembrokeshire in Wales and Welsh government is currently putting everything on lockdown due to COVID. How have you coped since March, my boy?
1: Well, it's been it's been a really weird really weird time because it's like life a, a lot of aspects of life have kept completely the same. Hmm. And unlike, you know, like when there's a a world war or something, Mm -hmm. you always hear about like people coming together in times like that. But the problem with this is it isolates people. There's no coming together to defeat one thing. It's the way you defeat it is by, you know, distancing yourself and and damaging, um, you know, social interactions with each other. And the human race as a whole are built to be social we are social 100%, 100%. beings.
0: hundred percent.
1: So to take that away from millions, it's just, it's going to create, in a few years' time, just from the, the, the lack of social interaction we've had for a few months, will create so much less social interaction between people in the years to come.
0: And I think it's already caused, obviously it's already caused ripples um, that are, are causing vast damaging effects to people's mental health, um, myself included, because you find yourself just so isolated from everybody and one thing that has been an absolute godsend and I do slag it off quite a lot is social media because yep. social media nine times out of ten is the devil in the detail and the devil in the room but in this instance when you're not allowed to leave your house because you might catch this deadly virus um, Facebook and things allows you to to um, interact on a social level through through video phones and things like that. So it's, yeah. it's quite it is quite a good thing, but it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, at all. I
1: I have two um kind of points on this. So the mm. first point is during when we were deep down in lockdown. Yeah. Um this year, so like between March and, and August basically. Yeah. Um I used social social media was an absolute godsend because if there was no social media and we didn't have any electricity or anything I mean, if this happened, like, it, like a few hundred years, or not a hundred years ago, but, you know, before mobile phones and everything, mm. you'd literally not know what was going on anywhere. So the, the the fact that I've been able to phone people, I've been able to, like, I've had like, uh, drinking, like, sessions with my mates while we play on, on the Xbox and stuff late at night, and there's no... It just feels like we're together in person so that's been good but then the other the downfall of that is as we've moved away from we're the lockdown rules um i found now that there's a lot of my friends that have gone to university that i haven't been able to say goodbye properly to just because yeah, of so. the proper lockdown rules and i don't know next time i'll see them and, and you never know the way as life goes you never know if you'll not see them again but you know if you're like you don't know where you're going you don't know what's going on with you know work at the moment so
0: and that's, anything can happen that's the thing as well i think it's a lot of a lot of the cases you know it has just it's ripped everything apart you know it's ripped, it's ripped families apart and they can't see each other and yeah. obviously you you being from from wales and pembrokeshire you're very much isolated most of the time anyway just because of your location. So yeah. If you can't see, you know, the people who you see every day in the street, you know, as you walk as you walk to work or whatever and you can't have that just that really basic interaction of a, hello how are you, you know, as you pass yeah. your neighbors for example, that can be really damaging.
1: Yeah. Um, I suppose just, yeah. I mean down here um I live in a small village. Mm. There's no one that Around my age for miles or whatever. So I can't, I can't even go. I couldn't, during lockdown, I couldn't go for a walk or something and see someone and kind of keep two meters or anything like that. It was literally stuck in the house. Well, I was lucky enough to be with Jade for majority yeah. of lockdown. But
0: I mean, that, that, that is one thing I suppose that me and you do have in common in the sense that we're both from different ends of the country, but we're very much away from everything else. Like, yeah. So I don't know how your are Cases were in terms of uh covid and things because we had hardly anything yeah, uh, where we are because it's just a few you know obviously hundred thousand people whatever. but there's there's we're so spread out across fields and stuff it's not like we're stuck in a high rise in london or birmingham or manchester where i dread to think yeah what, what that would definitely. have been like yeah. during the height of it because at least we could go into our gardens or we can yeah. take a walk across a field and, and actually just soak in that air without actually meeting anybody. So yeah. having that ability to go outside was is an absolute godsend in that in that respect.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to, so down here, um, you had to kind of treat it. You have to react to your surroundings. So when we were put on lockdown down here, I was in um Jade's house. Um and I basically used that first period of being in Jade's house, um, on lockdown as like a like a retreat almost, where you just yeah. kind of relax a bit, look back, relax, you know, drink, have a few drinks now and then, have, a, have fun while we're in this sh- pretty shit situation, have a few barbecues because the weather was nice.
0: Yeah. But then,
1: I, I yeah, I, again, what you said, I'd hate to think it would be like to be in like London or something, where yeah. I imagine in that hot weather anyway, it'd be so hot. Um, and the, the social interaction would be very limited. And any social interaction you would have would be only people who are around you. And if you're in a bit pretty shit situation, like I'm sure there'd be people out there who are trapped in, you know, abusive relationships and stuff. Um,
0: oh, croak, yeah. yeah, yeah, So
1: if they're on lockdown and they're too scared to leave, you know, that, that opens up another can of worms where, where do you go? What do you do? What do you say? And you can't just leave because if, you know, you're locked down in this house with this person that, you're potentially scared of so,
0: and that's that's the worst. That's the worst thing as well. Is the virus was is invisible? We're fighting the enemy we can't see, and yeah. everything that comes with. Like you say, you know, if you if you're told you can't leave your house because of this virus that could potentially kill you, but you're you're trapped in an abusive relationship, or even even just trapped in a bad situation. If you know, yeah. if you're a younger person and you're stuck with. You know, a family who aren't the best, or you know, are aren't suitable for what you need. You, that, that's a horrible situation to find yourself in. And
1: yeah, and it's
0: just, yeah, it's exacerbated massively by the virus, the mental health going, you know, down south and things.
1: Um, and also, the problem I had, what I had, is eventually I had to go back to work, and I was basically the only person in work, so I was basically going home. I went home. um Around my eighteenth birthday, which wasn't fun spending in lockdown. To be honest, oh, okay. missed out on that. Um, so I went back to home um, to my house, and still on lockdown. Um, and then once I got back there, it was a lot more strict because um, my sister and my brother are both high risk. Yeah, for sure. So it was a case of literally, we, we were very limited how many times we could go to the shop because you don't want to touch too many. Yeah. different products that people have touched. There's a lot of, like, Tesco orders coming late at night and stuff like that.
0: And it's just um, being around other people, isn't it? Just living in that contact. Yeah, You know, as much as you can. I, I was very similar, so I got made... Fur- I got furloughed um, back in March, um, late March, where I'm by my old employer, and uh, yeah, I-, I ended up never going back. So I got made redundant in August. Um, but... Throughout that time I was stuck in the four walls of my home because yeah. um both my mum and my dad and my brother all work in the care sector. Um yeah. so they had to, you know, obviously go to work and all the rest of it. And I was sort of almost unemployed at that point where I was just being paid to sit at home. I wasn't allowed to go out even if I said can I go to the shop well no you don't need to because there's, there's three of us going out as it is Yeah, we don't, we don't need to exacerbate the, the threat of getting the virus any more than we have to so yeah. anything you need you, we, can, we can get it for you and it was you know it got to the point sort of um, as things started to level out a little bit was just like I just sort of bribed my mom and i was like i need to go to tesco i need to get out of the house and i'll be completely honest i got to tesco paid for like a 10 pounds worth of food spoke to another human and pretty much cried in front of her this poor checkout <laughs> girl had no idea what was going on but they just me in like pretty much tears i was like you're another human being that isn't my parents or my brother <laughs> and my sister," or because like i hadn't seen anyone for so long and it was yeah just to get out of that normality was was just insane and at that point it it really struck me that I was like, this is actually affecting me a lot more than what I thought, you know? You, you
1: just, you just think, well, firstly, I want to ask you, did you feel like it might not be a case, but did you feel slightly guilty that you were on furlough while your, your rest of your family was working to a certain extent?
0: Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent. So I had a, I had an interesting conversation with, um, with my friend. She, she works again in the care sector. A lot of people. Yeah. I know. And, um, we had quite a heated debate about it and she sort of said, you know, you're just you're being a bum, you're being unemployed, all of this. And I was like, but not through my own fault. Like it's not my fault, yeah. but you know, if, if if I could have gone back to work at that point, I would have done because yeah. you know, I'm one of these people. I like being active and doing things. Like the thought of sitting at home for for that long makes me made me right I look back at it, makes me feel sick. At the time I'll admit like you know I thought this was going to be a couple of weeks, and I thought, okay yeah no. exactly, you know a couple of weeks maybe a month at most of being stuck at home, and at that point we were still working from home and then basically two weeks into being in furlough lockdown, it was you know you're not working from home anymore it's done like you're just staying at home um so from that perspective, I do feel a slight guilt um but at the same time it it you know it was it's was just it wasn't my fault if that makes sense yeah so but again it does all play into the fact of this of this feeling like you know a sense of i guess helplessness and just thinking oh god you know is it ever gonna end
1: yeah i mean the problem with this now is it's got to a point where what the lockdown was needed and we needed a lockdown to save lives but it's come to a point now where if we don't start acting like humans again to a certain extent, like if you're a single person that hasn't, you know, been able to go find love or been able to go and interact with strangers, yeah, what that's got to take the toll on on you as a person. Or if you got, if you haven't got much friends and you're you're planning this year to go make friends and whatever, maybe the only time you get to see your friends is festival times of year. Um, yeah. That's got to take a toll on you. And the the human mind's so easily impressionable. So I'm not an anti-mask person, but. When I see now on telly, people without a mask or people, um, you know, not keeping two meters, and this might be a film from like ten years ago. Yeah, I, fi- I find it so weird that they're not that they're allowed to interact. So yeah. I feel like now when it goes back to normal, so many people are going to be without realizing it, not interacting as much.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree <laughs> because that's the thing, you know. I a lot of people have said, you know, the hardest the hardest thing that I find, especially with, and I'm not going to make this a political point, but watching the news and stuff, and you know, you see these business owners, such as pubs and restaurants and bars, and their whole livelihood, and especially music venues as well, music related industries. To bring it back to the podcast, are going down the pan at an alarming rate. Yeah. I feel so bad for them, but you know, you can't, A, you can't save everybody. It's just a fact. It doesn't matter what government you have in power, it doesn't matter who you're yeah. in charge, you can't save everybody. It's just not going to happen. Um, and the second thing is, I just feel so bad because it's no one's fault.
1: Yeah. You know, no, like, it's that, not.
0: That's what really gets me. Like, it's, it's, it's obviously nature doing its thing. Or if you're a believer in religion, it's God, whatever, you know, but it's just, it's so unstoppable and unnatural thing to happen. It's just, it's just so unfair. Do you know what I mean?
1: And it's, it's not something that kills everyone. So it's, it's so hard to be able to tell some people that this could kill you and then to tell the rest of the country that they're not allowed to do something because the human is very the average human is very selfish without really realizing
0: yeah of course
1: so the human mind is automatically going to become slightly more you know depressed or something because they they've been denied interaction with other people they've been denied their freedoms
0: and that's the thing as well i think it's very difficult um for people to you know Open up and things because it's 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 such a hard thing to do in a normal scenario. Yeah, if you're if you're feeling low and you're feeling terrible about things in in an average day, that's hard yeah. enough. Imagine doing it in lockdown. You know, so you go to your you go to like an older older relative or a friend or something and say, hey man, I'm really I'm really struggling right now, and they turn around and say, well, my business is going down the pan. Because of this, you know, like it's not that my problems are bigger or better than yours. It's just everybody's dealing with it in different ways. Yeah, exactly. Dealing with different things, and it's just it's so hard to comprehend a situation where people can just be be you know be able to just talk like we used to. Like I say, it does make everybody a little bit more um, secluded and make people make people are scared. Like, let's yeah. uh, you know, people are scared of this thing, and I think people who go around not wearing masks and praying that, you know, the, um, the virus isn't real and things, you know, you, you are the reason why we are in such, such shit, to be honest, you know. Yeah. The fact that, you know, as I record this on the 3rd of October, the president is currently in hospital with coronavirus you know you
1: never know what could happen between now and when this goes out
0: exactly and obviously i wish nothing than anybody who's who's had or got coronavirus to get better you know obviously yeah. um my own girlfriend had covid back in uh back in april and luckily she sort of pulled through and things but um it it's one of those things. Where until it happens to you or someone you know,
1: you're not ever going to understand it. you? No,
0: it's just something you just think is just. Oh, I've just got to wear a mask. What an inconvenience! I've got to wash yeah. my hands every. T-. And that's the other thing. People saying like they've got to wash their hands like it's an inconvenience. <laughs> now I, I'm a self-confessed like germaphobe. Like I wash my hands like more regularly than the average person. Yeah. But what makes me confused is. Who isn't washing their hands that Yeah, I know. He, do you know what I mean? Like, were we all just absolute animals before that yeah. happened? You know? Like, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. Like, people are like, he's saying, oh, we need to, like, wash your hands. And it's like, well, obviously. Like,
1: like you need to be washing your hands for 20 seconds when you go to the toilet. Well, obviously, that's what we're doing anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs>
1: you're rinsing your hands and then, and then leaving.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, so... Yeah, as I say, I just wanted to do this podcast just to highlight the fact that, you know, especially men and I know women um suffer from mental health issues as well. We can only talk from the perspective of two of two uh I should add white men as well. Um, you know, so it's you know, people don't talk at all. Yeah. And it's so we 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 lose too many people every year to suicide and to things like that and it's just it breaks my heart yeah you know because it shouldn't be like that and you know i see i see like i have close friends right and i have a really close friend i went to go and see them uh literally a few days ago and i haven't seen them because of lockdown and the rest of it and i said hey how's things you know and she just was like yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then you kind of you don't you you can see in someone's eyes if you're sat with them, they know there's something more. Yeah. If you're if you're, if you're a good friend to someone, you can tell that. And I just scratched ever so slightly on the surface. It was like, "Are you sure?" And the floodgates, mate, the absolute floodgates just opened. Yeah. And all of this stuff That's been obviously been bottled up for a long time, spilled out. And I said, Why on earth didn't you say something before? Why on earth have you been carrying this burden for so long without saying something? You know? Yeah. And she said, You know, oh, it's, you know, because of the virus and because of this, because of that. And I said, It made, I'll be honest, it made me feel like a terrible friend because I should have seen it. Yeah. And, you know, but you can't because you're you're wrapped up in your own life because yeah as they always say you are you are the start of your own show if that makes sense. Yeah. And um I just felt awful. I mean Touchwood, um we've you know we've we've contacted the relevant people who should be contacting she's hopefully now getting things sorted which I'm, you know, obviously incredibly happy about but the fact is like, you know, I had no idea Yeah, she was going through depression, and you know she had all these things going on inside her head. You know,
1: it's um, it's so hard because you you should always ask someone, "Are are you okay?" And it's not done enough. People don't ask each other, "Are they okay?" People don't ask strangers enough, "Are they okay?" Um,
0: Exactly. But
1: to be able to get an honest answer, you need to kind of know that person deep down. And I think yeah. even more than asking someone are they okay, it's more a case of it's okay to say it's not okay.
0: Yeah, I th- I feel like if you, I think, are you okay is, pre- maybe the wrong use of word. It's maybe you should ask how are you feeling today.
1: Yeah, yeah, R- definitely. Rather,
0: you know because are you okay? Like I could feel okay and feel sad at the same time. Yeah. Or I could feel okay and feel anxious, or I can be okay and feel you know, even suicidal, sometimes, you know, obviously not me personally, but you, you, you could feel, you know, I feel yeah. right, but also the back of my head, I've got this stuff going on. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And people have ups and downs constantly. Um,
0: um yeah, it's, it's a, it's a massive, massive roller coaster, a hundred percent.
1: And like, both of us being opposite ends of the country, but also both living in very rural places. Hmm. It's not a case of, like... I, I mean, I can't speak for people who live in cities and stuff, mm. but when I look at, like, place, like cities and stuff, I see a lot more social groups, like wh- which are a lot more defined for that. what type of person you are. So if you like board games, there'll be a cafe or something down the road yeah. that can, you can go there and you play a board game with a load of people. Um, but down here, you literally have like your local football team, a boxing gym, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think now, just the very like, I don't know how it is with you, but it's all very, um,
0: it's very, it's very, it's very standardized, isn't
1: it? Yes, very standard, like social clubs. And if you're, if you're like anxious about meeting new people, or even if you're not anxious, no one is comfortable walking into a room with strangers and people they never met before. And just, being able to know people, you exactly. know, and get along with people. So, in that yeah. case, there's a there's a problem in rural areas in terms of social socializing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of especially where I am. There's a lot of unemployment, and there's a lot of shops being closed down. There's a lot yeah. of drug heavy drug use and. It's just not, you know. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm surrounded, ninety percent of the time, by luscious green fields, so I yeah. cannot complain. It, you know, so yeah. for those who don't know, I'm in Suffolk in the UK. So, I'm, I'm, you know, it's all flat. It's all luscious green fields and rivers and trees, and it's all beautiful. But you go into the cities and the towns, and it's just, it's almost like a dead place. It's yeah. a dead town. But you look at you look at your alter- our alternative or reality to that somewhere like Birmingham or Manchester or Cardiff or wherever, it's Sky Rises and chain restaurants. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost the opposite in the sense of it's, yes, it's thriving, but it's all the same. It doesn't yeah. matter if you go to There's, Birmingham if you go to Manchester, they are the same place. Yeah. On, I, I, on paper.
1: Like, I down, down here, it's all very much, like, so I find... So I live in Pembrokeshire in Wales, which is. You
0: live in a lovely th- part of the world.
1: I live in, arguably one of the, the most beautiful places on, on in the world. Mm. But if you scratch and there's like everyone, every rich person in in England, and across the UK has a holiday home in Pembrokeshire. Yeah, of course. And on the surface, and they're all along the all, along the coastline, beautiful coastline, beautiful places to go, but. You scratch beneath that surface, and you go into our towns and stuff, and you look at our employment and our jobs. Ninety percent of our jobs down here are based on tourism, um, and they're really low-paid jobs. And the other, and I th- I'm pretty sure, is the fact: Pembrokeshire has the the lowest, like, paid jobs in the UK. Yeah. So, ev- basically, any everyone is on minimum wage because sl- our living costs are slightly lower. But it's just it just is inviting rich people to come down and exploit our land basically and uh, don't get me wrong, I'm so lucky to live in such a nice place on, on the planet, but for young someone young like me, there's not opportunity to grow here, so I, i'd have to move to a city, and then I think I'd find if I moved to a city, it would be i think you get absorbed into a world where you have to look perfect and be perfect constantly and that's
0: the thing I feel like you. You have to conform to a certain normality, and you become part. You become, you know, you've, obviously you've you've had the expression of the rat race. You become, you become a rat in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And you just run round the cage until, until you, you know, like you said, depressing. But until you die, essentially, you know. <laughs> yeah. Unless you get, you know, I'm very privileged to, as a you to be kind of out of that situation where, you know, we we we're, we're in, you know, we're we're relatively happy and we you know we're not like scraping money together to, to get by or anything like that but yeah you know, at the same time we could be a lot better off. <laughs> yeah you know, we could be a lot better in terms of social positions and things like that and jobs and all the rest of it if we had a better not arguably a better place to live, but a different place to live.
1: Yeah, somewhere more sociable where it's not frowned upon to walk up to someone and yeah. say, Hello, what kind of music do you listen to?
0: But, that, but then again you you go you would you do that in London though
1: well I've watched like from like watching like videos and picking up bits of, of how people live in London and stuff mm. it seems to be a lot more open to that social interaction where you go to some there's there's so many businesses around where like cafes where you go to the cafe and it's literally themed about it could be a rock cafe or yeah, a metal cafe right. where they, they only have people like music playing or like cafes where you're sat at a table with four people you don't know Yeah. and you, you meet them and you, you socially interact with them. So it's a lot easier to make friends there. But I think in a city, maybe you you if you're not, um, what's the word an outgoing person.
0: Yeah.
1: You're not going to meet You're not gonna. You're not gonna tap into those, those areas.
0: And that's that's the thing. I, I just, it's so, so important to talk. Um, and that's the thing. I, I personally, um, you know, as of this podcast being recorded and going out, I'm gonna make a active point and change to try and reach out to people. Yeah. um, Who aren't. Perhaps in my social group aren't in my social circle, but who you know could be a suffering or b just just trying to be more inclusive and to try and understand people who aren't from my social circles and aren't from from things that I'm per se into. You know, for example, because the more inclusive we are as a society, the better everybody benefits from it. You know, yeah. because that's the thing. We we are so quick to draw up uh, battle lines, and you know, you can't sit with us because X, Y, and Z, and you can't do this because of, you, you know, whatever. And it's it's just total bollocks. You know, if you said to me tomorrow, uh, Matt, I want to be a brain surgeon, I might have to quash your dreams because I don't <laughs> think you're going to make it. But if you said to me, Matt, I want to be, you know, the best podcaster on the planet. I'm like, go for it, mate. Why not? Yeah. What's What's physically stopping you from doing
1: what, that? Absolutely. What is stopping? You know. If you put the the hard work in, and you have that that positive attitude to do it, you can do anything e- within within mean, reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I've made active, um, putting active measures in my life. That if I see someone struggling on on social media, or I see some someone, and it'll only be like sometimes. Arguably, I'll probably miss signals. And that's because I'm only human. But if I will see someone struggling, I will reach out and give them a message. I might not get a reply, but at least I know in my self that I've tried. And I think it was two years ago mm. that I was watching your YouTube channel, and you said something like, um, "I won't be uploading for a lot for for a bit now" or something. Yeah. Um, and I reached out to you, and yeah. I thought that was that was probably the start of our interaction, and I look mean, where we are yeah. today
0: that's the thing oh yeah thank you very much to be fair because like I said I've I started my YouTube channel like four years ago um it's just kind of an outlet for something to do um yeah. a bit like this podcast born out born out of boredom more than anything um mm. born out of needing something to do and I've always been very very honest and very open there, perhaps too honest for my own good but at the end of the day like I've cultivated a good group of people who I consider my friends who who watch my channel and things and I'm I'm very much an open book and sometimes that can spill out and people some people take advantage of social media platforms to shout about things and it's a bit like the guy the guy who cried wolf you know yeah but at the same time I think it's important to recognize if someone's asking for help no matter how many times they ask for help, you should always try and help them. Yeah. Because the one time that you don't, or the one time that person doesn't get believed, is the one time where it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if that's the case, then unfortunately, that's then kind of on you as a person because yeah. you saw it, you ignored it, and you, you know, and that sounds harsh. It's not meant to sound as harsh as it sounds, but that's the way that I look at it. So. You know, if someone ever reaches out to me and says, you know, I'm struggling, I, will, you can text me that a 100 times a year. I will always do my best to try and, you know, sort things out. If I feel like, you know, someone's doing it and they're not getting what they need. Because in the end of the day, I'm only a bloke. And the same yeah. thing with you, we're not trained professionals or anything like that. It's just, I'm just a person who's been through these experiences. Therefore, I can try and help. But at the end of the day, like there is obviously, like I say, the Mental Health Foundation, MIND, uh, there's lots of different um, organisations. And just so everyone knows, I'm going to put that in the show notes on uh, Apple. So if you click the More Info button, all the different um, charities and things will be in there with their phone numbers and stuff. For anyone who is sort of struggling and things. Yeah.
1: And what I would say to anyone listening to this podcast, you could be anywhere on the planet. If you message one of us or message the podcast or something,
0: yeah,
1: definitely, um, we'll try and help and have a conversation with you. Even if you might not be you might be struggling, but don't do you just want some sort of interaction? Talk to us about something that we've discussed in the podcast. Have a chat with us, and we'll we'll, we'll both reply. And if it's something a bit deeper than that, we can we can we can give you the 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 information you'd need to seek help.
0: Exactly, and that's the thing. It, it's it doesn't take five minutes of our time or anybody's time. Just to reply with a message saying, you know, I understand, or I don't understand what you're going through, but I can sympathise with what you're going through. Here's a number of someone who will be able to help. That's yeah. what thirty seconds to type out, you know, and that could be make or break for someone. You know? Exactly.
1: I think mental health does affect everyone, mm-hmm. and it That's used it. to be that people used to be diagnosed with depression and stuff. But mental health na- nowadays it seems to be more of a well, like physical health, you, people keep track of their physical health. People tr- get keep track of how they're feeling. If they feel ill, they stay off work. Yeah, it's become now that mental health is like that. If you're having a bad day, there's no problem with that. If you feel anxious, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have anxiety. It's just because it's okay to feel anxious about things. It's okay to feel um, upset. And obviously, there's extreme cases where you, it's a chemical imbalance, but. There is such thing as having a good day and a bad day. There is such thing as of course, yeah, having is, ups and downs.
0: There is definitely a, a large amount of nuance in in the in the sense of mental health because, you know, like you say, if you if you break your leg, your leg's in a cast, everyone can see yeah. that and they're going, What happened to you? Oh I fell like and I just broke my leg. Oh, hope you feel better, you know, that's that's obvious. You can see that. You know, but what you can't see is what's going on in someone's head. And again, like I say, it's it's not to be confused with having a bad day, like you say. You know, because but what I cannot get behind, and it is it's sadly I find it more a millennials than anything else is wearing like mental health issues as a bad badge of pride and honor. You know, like I cannot get behind that. I do not understand it at all.
1: So, what do you mean by
0: that? So people who, you know, so they, they sort of, um, I guess it might, it is, it is more a millennial thing, it's more of a young person thing, but again, I guess it might be immaturity, a lack of understanding of right. a condition, but, you know, like, just sort of saying, oh, I've got uh, depression, but oh, not really, yeah. it's hard to explain, but... Uh,
1: yeah, I know what you mean, it's like when they say, it's when um, they haven't been diagnosed, yeah. And as soon as they feel sad because they've gone through a breakup or something, because it's so normalized,
0: yeah. they
1: say, they say silly things that they don't really mean. And they say things like, I am depressed and, Oh, I do, I want to kill myself and stuff like that. And it's just, they don't, I mean, obviously there'll be cases where they do mean such mm-hmm. that stuff. And it's always important to reach out to those people. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's because it's so normalized, um, You know, in 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 culture now, because it almost sadly, and it's it's quite, it is quite sad, because it's it's been normalised so much, it's now like um, not a cool thing to say, but it can be used as a a, just Um, a throwaway comment.
0: So again, I I probably so for clarity, I shouldn't be on these websites, and I'm not because I'm way too old for them. But Tumblr used to be the absolute worst you know you type in certain keywords into tumblr and you find an absolute wealth of just really damaging damaging stuff in terms of pictures videos um blog posts and the same goes for instagram as well instagram's probably more prevalent now obviously than tumblr is i i think i don't really know but um yeah, Instagram, you know, you, you type in certain things into Instagram, you know, and it will come up with, you know, uh, like, I can't think what, what sort of words you might type in. And obviously, I don't want to say it so people will go and search it. But, you know, if you were to type in something along the lines of um, uh, anorexia kind of stuff. Yeah, know, yeah. I get you, know, you know what I'm trying to say without saying yeah. you know. Um, people will then go and search that stuff out. And, you know, that will trigger them to make their condition or mental health worse. Yeah. You know? And I I do get it because it's a bit like an itch you can't quite scratch, but when you do scratch it, it does feel good. Yeah. In a sense, because if you're feeling a certain way and you kind of do feel on your own, you then search that stuff out and then suddenly you're almost validated. and oh. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and then that so, that well, can I'm also my own. yeah, then that can also be a trap. Then because oh, course, you don't course, not want to because you I'm, don't you yeah. don't want to feel part of that community. That's not a that's no, not a community no, no, no. anyone to be part of. Yeah, I'm, also,
0: you know? I'm not saying it's a bad thing or, or a good. Yeah, yeah just I, I know. it exists it's,
1: and yeah, it's, it's almost like a it's it's almost like a cheap fix to say, oh, "Look, I'm not on my own in in the in what I feel," but. Yeah you need to, once you've identified that there might be something wrong with me, you need, I know it's, it's, it's hard and, and I know it's hard, but you need to do something. You need to, even if it's small hints to people around you that something's yeah. wrong, you know, and, and leave clues because it, because it can be so hard for someone to say it, you know, it is so hard. And I, I think on the, the topic of social media, um, Social media is probably one of the most toxic places on the the internet, however, but it has a purpose. I think one way they could just completely fix it is they just remove the like button.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, because people post things for attention. As soon as you remove the like button,
0: it's only... It's an instant dopamine hit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but when you don't get that dopamine hit and you don't get the likes you want, people feel so bad about themselves. You know?
0: Yeah, definitely. They
1: look they look at they could post one photo where um, you know, it's they could post two photos and they're a few months apart, one gets more likes than the other. They'll then assume that they look worse in this picture or whatever. And then we'll try and change themselves to look more like they did or look a different way. Yeah. So um and I think on places like Twitter mm. Uh, people post just such horrible things, and it's only to get likes. No other reason. No other reason but to just get likes and that attention. Otherwise, they wouldn't post it, because they don't believe what they're they're posting. Like, these people that post just completely absurd and mean things, and people who make, like, false accusations. The reasons why sometimes they do the false accusations and stuff is just for attention purposes.
0: And that's the thing as well. Well, cancel culture is absolutely rife. And it's yeah. so dangerous. You take nothing away from this podcast. Just think about what you think about what you say before you say it, because yeah, people hurt. You know, and just be kind yeah. to people. Just be kind to each other. The world's bleak enough as it is. You know? Speak out. Yeah, definitely.
1: And there's so in regards to tackling the mental health. Mm. Um, uh, you know. <laughs> problems that people go through. There's a charity that, um, that I live close to, which do it more than, better than, than anyone I've seen do it before. Yeah. Um, and that's basically where, like, there's terrific work done by places like Mind and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the pro- I, I think the problem with that, and the pro- and especially with younger people and men, is that going to places like that is, is quite a big step. It's 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 a step from I need help to it's a step from I, I'm feeling like like I might have depression to then going I think I definitely have it or 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 seeking immediate like help and when you're when you when you seek help from these like big mental health charities and stuff like Mind mm-hmm. they you're put into like you you ha- it's, it's such a hard it's so hard to just, like go through that door go into a room submit it straight away you know yeah but, and um, there's a charity near me called Get the Void Boys Are Left, And yeah. um, basically they started off um a few years ago uh just um basically a few lads and they hitchhiked around the UK. Right, yeah. And the the, the main purpose to start with was the their main goal to start with was to basically raise awareness for speaking out and talking about mental health. Um I th- believe it was um the guy who started it had a close friend uh, who killed himself, or a friend okay. of a friend killed himself, and he realised then that oh shit, this is like a this is a big thing. Yeah, um, sure. And they're only they're probably about about your age, so about like the like mid to late twenties, you know. Yeah. So, um, and they, they basically wanted to do something, so they hitchhiked around the UK, uh, made a load of, made a load of money through hitchhiking. Like live stream basically on Facebook what they did like their hitchhiking and they met some cool people who, um, showed like the unity of people but let them stay in their houses just to kind of show that people will help each other in, in dire need because they didn't have like, they, weren't, they were not given money but they didn't have you know anywhere to stay or anything so they were relying on the public yeah. to, to let them stay in their houses and give them a lift around the UK so that happened and they've done that uh, three times now and they've recently I think as of last year they've now opened a coffee shop in one of the, the big towns uh, where I live, which basically um, they, they, they bought the coffee uh, machine um, and they, 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 they sit there. They have a like, really nice downstairs bit. And the main aim is you go there, you grab a coffee and you speak to, to them. You speak to people around you and you just chill. And then you might go there a the whole year, not say anything. Um, but the, the aim is for so one day you to um, speak out and tell someone you, you're you're in trouble. And uh, a lot of the people that go there don't even have problems with their mental health. So it's not as if you're labelled for having mental health for so going there. Yeah. No, if you know no, what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. And they actually have like um, not disguised, but for a few days of the week they'll have counselors sitting in there. Right. So right. if one day you do, feel you'll come in for a coffee and you're having a really bad day and you do feel comfortable. You can go speak to them, and it won't. No one will really know because you you're just sitting in there. You, you go there every week, you know, and they make they make they make sure they make really good coffee, so people go there now just to just to plainly drink the coffee, and all the money's put back into the business. And they also have done something so cool, which is um, they've uh, got um, new merchandise made. So all the merchandise is all labelled around the Get the Boys to Left and about like speaking out. Yeah. Um, and it, I think, and it's probably, if you walk around, you'll see more Get the Boys a Lift, like, merchandise in Pembrokeshire than you would have of, of some of the big, um, like, brands around the world, you know? It's just so cool. The fact that there's mental health, um, you know, merchandise used everywhere. Like, I go to co- when I went to college last year, you couldn't go seeing 10 people without seeing them wearing one of their hoodies or something. Yeah. And it was it was people across... Like, it was people who buy really like, sports. Like, the popular people, the less popular people, the people of all walks of life, all coming together, wearing something that says it's okay to speak out, which I thought was... So, the way they built that brand is so cool. And I think they've recently worked with an Adidas head designer to design a new wow. design for their mental health hoodies. So, again, they're making massive strides in in, you know, mental health. And I think it is... It's all about so I, I describe mental health as almost um, problems as um, like a, a, a river and the end of the river when you have these problems is like a waterfall that goes down, you know, it's the end of the line. Um, but if you've got, so you'll never live without the mental health problems and stuff. You'll, that'll always be there. But if you've got someone to just, you know, drag you into shore and to kind of give you a helping hand, I think that's the way you'd have to tackle it. Not know what to do, so
0: no, definitely. Okie dokie. As I say, today is the tenth of October, World Mental Health Day. Um, just to plug the podcast in general, uh, season two of the podcast starts on Tuesday the thirteenth with our good friend Andy as our first ever guest on the podcast. It's a great one, so make sure you um, you stick around for that. And thank you so much, basically, for listening and supporting. The pod so far has been it's been epic. And thank you so much, race as always.
1: Thank you. See you all guys soon. Bye. Bye bye.